0: Odyssey celebrates the class of 2024. Brought to you by T-Mobile. You can count on T-Mobile to help you stay connected on America's largest 5G network.
1: Now, here's WBN's Dave Debo. And what a week it
0: is to talk politics. This was a week where the Olympics opened with Vice President Mike Pence in the stands, joined by Fred Warmbier, the father of Otto Warmbier, who was basically a hostage of North Korea, delivered home in a coma and eventually died. Was that appropriate? Is politics a decent part of the Olympics now? And what uh, what do we make of the idea that North Korea and South Korea actually joined together in the Olympics? Their athletes came into the stadium at the same time as if they were one nation, even though they obviously haven't been since the 50s. We're going to talk a little bit about that later today. Professor Kong... Kyung Hee Back, and I hope I'm going to be able to say that name correctly as the morning wears on, is a political science professor at SUNY Buffalo State, and she'll be with us to talk about those issues. We also have a lot to get to involving the governor's race. Yesterday, a debate in Buffalo. Of course, Brian Kolb is withdrawn from running for the GOP nomination, but there are still three others. A couple weeks back, you recall, we had both Kolb and Joel Giambra on the program. Today, we have State Senator John DeFrancisco, and a little bit later, yeah. <laughs> Joe Holland. There are other two candidates on the program for you, ready to chat a little bit about that in a moment or two. And we'll also look at an interesting case locally involving political law signs. So There's so much to get to, and that doesn't even mention the Percoco trial in Albany or even the uh, budget debate in Washington. We will touch on those as well. But let's start it off with the New York State governor's race. State Senator John DeFrancisco is with us, one of the three candidates that was in Buffalo yesterday to debate uh, as they try to seek the GOP nomination for uh... for governor to run against andrew cuomo senator francisco thanks for joining us
1: thank you for having me on talk to me a little
0: bit about why it is you're running
1: well the uh... the state of new york is obviously going in the wrong direction you got more people leaving the state than uh... coming in and there's got to be a basic fundamental change you got a, a corruption trial even not even talking about guilt or innocence but the revelations out of those trials, and that trial and probably future trials, is that the way the state of New York government, government is run is that it's a pay-to-play government. It's as obvious as can be. So, you know, you're, you're not going to go anywhere but down if this uh, trend continues and and if this type of activity continues under the same governor.
0: But would you be running if uh, the Percoco trial and the later Buffalo Billion trial weren't happening anyway?
1: Oh, I, I don't know. What really prompted me, I was thinking about it for several months, going around the state kind of getting information from people, but really what got to me was the governor's uh, budget uh, uh, speech. Uh, when he gave his budget, budget presentation, knowing that the state is going in the wrong direction, knowing that people are leaving the state, he decided to impose $1 billion more of what he calls revenue enhancers. And if you don't have the Andrew Cuomo dictionary, those mean taxes and fees. That's the opposite direction that we've got to go in if we're going to try to attract people and make New York affordable.
0: In large part, you might have just answered this question then. What do you think is the biggest issue facing New York State right now?
1: Well, the economy definitely is. I mean, there was a time, uh, several years ago when people were concerned that their parents were leaving, their children were leaving, uh, the state, they can't see their grandchildren, things like that. Now they're leaving, uh, because it's getting unbearable. And, uh, you've got to have a fundamental change. You can't, you know, I've been in the Senate a while and I, you know, we make incremental changes around the edges as a legislative body. But to make a fundamental change, you really have to have the governor with the, that same type of fiscal conservative responsibility and, and, that philosophy. And, uh, and that's only going to happen from the top insofar as the governor sets the theme by his budget and his, uh, his state of the union message. And the theme is, is basically more of the same that hasn't been working.
0: State Senator John D Francisco is with us one of the candidates that runs to run as a Republican against Andrew Cuomo. I hate to start out the program with a boring list from a resume, uh, but in some ways I think by talking about all these issues we do have the cart a little bit of had the for uh, the horse. Let's uh, let's go back for a second and talk about who you are. Give me the 30-second bio if you can.
1: Well, I'm a resident of Syracuse, New York. Uh, I've lifelong New York. Uh, resident, I, uh, the only times I was out of the state as far as uh, residing out of the state was the military. I was a JAG officer, a judge advocate in the, in the United States Air Force during the Vietnam era. And I went to law school at Duke uh, University School of Law. Prior to that, I was, uh, uh, an engineer. I got an engineering degree out of Syracuse University. And I've had leadership positions my entire life. Uh, I was on the city school board for my first, uh, um position, political position and uh there was a Democrat majority, they selected me as president. I was president of the Syracuse Common Council. Got to the Senate, I was the chairman of the Judiciary Committee, the uh finance committee and now deputy majority leader in the State Senate. So I guess what I'm saying is that if you need new leadership you gotta look at what the person has done in the past and uh uh, then you could determine whether this is the type of person you want to try as the successor of uh, a governor who's really bringing the state in the wrong direction.
0: Joel Giambra, one of the candidates who's running, has kind of uh, talked often about the idea that, that he's a different kind of Republican. If we're talking about new ideas, let's contrast you perhaps to Joel and even to Joe Holland, the other candidates that's running. Uh, what do you think is the biggest difference between you and them?
1: Well, as far as uh, Joel Giambra is concerned, uh, Joel was an executive in Erie County, and the people in Erie County can decide what kind of an g- executive he was. And, uh, and I don't know all the facts concerning that. But one of the most important things, if a Republican from upstate is going to have any chance of beating Andrew Cuomo, you have to have a unified party. At the debate yesterday, uh, both Joe Holland and myself both indicated if we were not the candidates, we would not run a primary and joel jamber basically says well um... it's too early to tell now that hesitancy shows that uh... You know, that uh, he, he's not the type of individual that would uh, be a team player if he just happened to lose. I hope that's wrong. I like him personally. I've, uh, we see each other all the time. Uh, but uh, hopefully he'll understand and agree that uh, the United Party is essential. Uh, primary is something that uh, would be a death blow to any possibility for someone from upstate from uh, winning a, a gubernatorial race. Policy-wise, we're pretty close. We're talking about the same things, efficiency in government. We're talking about tax and regulatory uh, um, uh, changes uh, and, and reductions and regulations and make it a business-friendly climate. As far as Joe, Joe Holland is concerned, he's, uh, he's, uh, he was in the administration, the Pataki administration. Uh, I was a strong Pataki supporter. I helped him strongly in, in the administration. Uh, Central New York campaign when he won. I know how he won, and I think the atmosphere is exactly the same way. Uh, I don't know a lot about Joe Holland. I know he has some athletic background. I know he uh, he uh, has different. Uh, he he. A lot of the questions I did not could not really determine the, the, uh, some of the answers as to how fiscally conservative he is. But quite frankly. Uh, anyone is more uh, fiscally conservative and wants the business climate uh, to get better uh, under new policies uh, other than the policies of uh, Andrew Cuomo.
0: Well, we'll find out a little bit more. Joe joins us after we're done here with you. But I want to also look at um, the idea of conservatism, uh, the idea of liberalism. Giambra used to be a Democrat. He says that in a lot of ways the Republican Party, especially in a state like New York, where obviously there are more Democrats, where obviously there is strong support, if not financial support, for Governor Cuomo. He's been arguing that in a state like that, you need a different kind of Republican. Uh, you and and Holland and Giambra are all vying to carry that Republican flag into the future. Uh, do you consider yourself a conservative Republican? Are you a more moderate Republican? Uh, where are you on the scale of, say, one to ten most conservative, least conservative?
1: i'm a reasonable republican i take every issue different than depending upon the facts of that particular situation and that i think comes from my engineering background my analytic background and and having uh, been uh, t- a trial attorney having to look at both sides uh, argue a case the best i possibly can as far as a different kind of republican i, I don't i don't care what your label is uh, to me the issue this year is the economy and corruption those are the two issues and you gotta have somebody with integrity no matter where they sit on the political scale the best example of that is stephanie minor is a progressive was the progressive mayor for the last year eight years in the city of syracuse right and uh... uh... We get along extremely well. We have different philosophies on government, but we agree 100% about how this government is running under Andrew Cuomo. In fact, she's still considering whether to primary him. So I don't think it's the political philosophy as much as the that being reasonable and having solutions as far as turning the state around and that means downsizing government and uh, and spending like family spend instead this year we have a 4 billion dollar deficit my goodness if a household had a 4000 dollar deficit in their annual income they wouldn't go looking for more money they're already doing uh uh two jobs they wouldn't look for more taxes as the governor did, did in the state context they'd be figuring out how they could be more uh, frugal or more uh, financially sound in order to get over this uh, downtime, and And that's the way the state's got to operate. So, how,
0: do, how does the state create jobs? Pardon me? What can the state do? How do they create jobs?
1: Well, they certainly don't do it the way the governor is, by, by calling a program a Buffalo Billion or a program in the city of Syracuse uh, where $90 million went into a building and the people left without uh, creating a job. What you do is those dollars have to be. uh... Everybody has to have the same ability to succeed. That means lower taxes across the board, lower regulations. That gets the small business the same advantages as the big business that happens to contribute to uh, Governor Cuomo in his thirty million dollar campaign uh, collections. So the difference is a cross the board policies, not. One person picks and chooses who he wants to get various projects, and then benefits uh, by way of campaign contributions. Uh, that's the that's the way you do it. Everybody should be participating in an economic recovery.
0: Let me pick a, one of the local examples you cited, the Buffalo Billion. Uh, that has involved the creation here. Of that large Tesla factory, which is right now, yes, they said it would eventually employ a thousand or more, but already it has created five hundred jobs. Is that not a good thing, or are you arguing that, yeah, it's good, but look what we paid for it?
1: Well, it de- it depends. You got to have an economic analysis, a cost benefit analysis, not just announce at a uh, a, uh, a news conference that you're going to create a thousand jobs and it turns out to be five hundred or none. In Syracuse, uh, uh, in some instances, obviously you're going to have success, but you're going to have a greater opportunity and chance of success if you do a cost-benefit relationship uh, analysis to determine it. In the in Syracuse, they have uh, built a, the state built a ninety million, million dollar uh, building for a lead lighting company. They left without any consequences. Now, who would not have security in a loan that they gave somebody if it's your own money? they left without consequences and the second part is just as important a company that went into rochester promising three hundred jobs about two years ago went bankrupt the, the owner changed the name of the company to another name now the governor is proposing giving that company fifteen million dollars to get into this ninety million dollar factory in syracuse when you've got a track record like that uh... how can you even consider uh, providing another 15 million dollars, uh, on a already 90 million dollar, uh, failed project. So, you gotta run like a business. You gotta have an analysis and protections for the taxpayer in case they don't, uh, don't, uh, uh, adhere to their many, many promises.
0: All right. When we come back, we're already late for our commercial break. We'll take that now. When we come back, I want to ask you a little bit about the process. You said uh, that you wouldn't necessarily primary, but I've seen some uh, editorials out there that said, wait a minute, having a straw poll and party leaders pick. Is not getting the public involved as much as perhaps it should be. So we'll touch on that. We'll look at your plans for the future and the campaign and the process when we come back. State Senator John D. Francisco is with us, one of the Republicans running for governor. More to come. It's Hardline on News Radio 930 WBEN. It's Hardline on News Radio 930 WBEN. Good morning. This is Dave Debo. After the news, in about three minutes from now, we'll be talking with Joseph Holland, one of the Republicans that wants to challenge. Governor Andrew Cuomo for the governor's seat in November. But in the meantime, closing moments here with John D. Francisco. He's one of three that is running a development over the weekend. We'll talk also about in the next half hour. Brian Kolb, the assemblyman, has bowed out of the race, leaving D. Francisco and Holland and former Erie County executive Joel Giambra, the three of them in town for a debate yesterday. Uh, Mr. D. Francisco, the headline in the Syracuse papers this morning, and you're a guy from Syracuse right now, refers to you as the front runner talk about what you think about that and uh, how many endorsements do you have i know i saw shortly after you declared that uh, local state senator patrick Galvin jumped on the bandwagon have the party chairman embraced you
1: uh as far as uh, erie county is concerned
0: or in general just how many do you have
1: Oh, oh! There's uh, probably 15 or 16 county chairs who have now endorsed me, and uh, and I know there's others that are going to endorse. But they have a process by which they uh, make certain that their rank and file uh, together make the endorsement, not just one person sending out a press release. So, and probably ha- I'm sure all of the state senators. Uh, Uh, have endorsed me, but many, about half of them have sent releases out, which is important. When Astorino ran four years ago, the problem was that I don't think the Senate and the Republican Party in general gave him the support that he he needed to have. So, uh, it's the support is building. But uh, this is I'm hearing it for the long haul. Uh, you know, you never know what's going to happen, and uh, until uh, Kate Smith sings, that's one uh, then that's one will determine who the winner is.
0: And I understand what you were saying earlier about not wanting a primary. Uh, certainly, keeping your powder dry, aiming all of your guns at Governor Cuomo. But uh, I also saw an editorial this week, I think it was Politico.com, basically saying that the system as it is now has party insiders deciding. Not a lot of public input there, not a lot of people outside the convention and the straw poll really making the vote. Are you comfortable with that?
1: Uh, Yes, I am. And and the reason I am is that uh, uh, the whole concept of uh, political campaign, in my mind, is that you want to win you want to change the uh... direction of the state of new york if the governor's got thirty million through whatever activities he did to gain that thirty million and the other candidates have very little and they spend all that little money in a primary what that basically means in the primary is that you have no funds at all to try to uh... To try to counteract negative ads that no doubt are going to be coming from the Cuomo camp, uh, and to compete in the media market in New York City. So, party regulars are representative of all the constituents, in, the Republican constituents anyway, throughout the state of New York. Now, if there's a primary, uh, the chances are, are, I believe, uh, very, very, uh, much more difficult, to, uh, uh, less likely if, uh, if, if in order to win the general election. And that's the goal to win the general election, especially when, as I mentioned about Giambra and uh, Holland, a lot of the economic issues that we're talking about, we have very, very similar philosophies. So it makes more sense to join behind each other, whomever the candidate is, to have the greater chance of actually changing the direction of the state of New York.
0: Cl- closing moments here, you just spoke of Cuomo's war chest. I've seen numbers anywhere from 25 to 30 million. Um, that's, a, that's a tough hill to climb. How much support do you have financially? Where does it come from? And is it an issue for you? Do you think you can overcome his financial advantage?
1: I can't overcome it. I'm, uh, I've been in the, uh, in the race for 10 days now. Uh, I fortunately uh, had some uh, money that I uh, raised over the years that I didn't have strong, uh, difficult uh, re-election campaigns, so I'm starting with a million and a half. Uh, which pales in comparison to the Cuomo uh... Uh, Bob, uh treasury but on the other hand what i believe happens is that once you start gaining momentum and people say what i've heard so many people say enough is enough we won't need somebody with integrity in government running the state we need a new policy where everyone participates in economic recovery not just the pick few that the governor picks uh, and uh, so once that message gets out, I just think the momentum is going to start going, and that's basically what happened with George Pataki when he beat someone that was an idol back then, Mario Cuomo, and no one knew who Pataki was. So there's a there's a distinct possibility that uh, that momentum will keep keep going, and uh, funds will come in nowhere near. 30 plus million dollars.
0: All right, Senator DeFrancisco, we are over time, but thank you so much for sharing some of your time with us this morning. State Senator John DeFrancisco running for governor. Odyssey celebrates the class of 2024, brought to you by T-Mobile. You can count on T-Mobile to help you stay connected on America's largest 5G network.